listening to the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday podcast brought to you by lifeteen.com, a reflection on the upcoming Sunday Catholic Mass readings. And now your host, the Bible geek, Mark Hart. Rolling right along as we begin to close out this liturgical year, just a few more Sundays until we press reset, a few more Sundays until Advent, but we're not there just yet. This Sunday, we're taking a look at the commemoration of the faithfully departed, otherwise known as the Feast of of all souls. Are you ready? Are you set? Let's get to it. Our first reading from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Our psalm response from Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Our second reading from Romans, chapter 5, verses 5 through 11, or from Romans, chapter 6, verses 3 through 9. Twice as much St. Paul this week. You can never go wrong. And our gospel from St. John, chapter 6, verses 37 through 40. Does the Catholic Church still teach that purgatory exists? Really? Yes. Yes, we do. And why do we? Because it does. You know, I was uh, recently at a come-and-see night at a local Catholic parish, and there was a group of people there, some uh, who were new to the faith, some who had left the church years ago and were inquiring, were thinking about coming back. And the question was put forth by, by one of the attendees, does the Catholic Church really still teach that purgatory is real, that it exists. And she was asking uh, in, in total humility, but she was sort of surprised. She had, she had left the church several years ago, and she was under the impression that that was one of those teachings, and she you know, said, in quotes, one of those teachings that the church had let go of. And it was a really fascinating conversation I had that night and even following, um, following the night with this woman to explain not only is purgatory real and not only is purgatory biblical, but it's a beautiful gift to us. It's a beautiful gift and a sign of God's mercy to us because God desires all of his children to be brought back to him. God desires for us to be with him for eternity. And even though we don't have time on this podcast to go into where you can read about purgatory in Scripture, you can actually go on lifeteen.com and you can find out more about what the church teaches about purgatory, places like Matthew 12, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 Peter 3, 1 Peter 4, just to name a few. But why are we actually stopping and having a feast day about all souls? Now pay attention, because when the church gives us a title, she does so with a lot of intentionality. We are commemorating the faithfully departed. It's the commemoration of the faithfully departed. Notice we're not just commemorating people who have died. We're commemorating the souls who have, you know, the, the bodies who have died before us, those who have died before us, who were faithful, who were in relationship with God, but possibly not quite ready to go straight to heaven. Now, yesterday, we focused on all the saints, and praise be to God. That's a great thing. But what about those souls who had not achieved sainthood yet, those imperfect saints that when they died needed to undergo a little more purification? Not those souls that had mortal sin, those souls that had venial sin, but still needed to be purified, needed to be made perfect before they could enter into the perfection of the Father in heaven. And this first reading, we're reminded again, the souls of the just are in the hand of God and no torment shall touch them. Now notice that first reading from wisdom. It doesn't say all souls are in the hand of God. It says the souls of what? Of the just are in the hand of God. And if you're in God's hand, no torment shall touch you. They seemed in the view of the foolish to be dead, and their passing away was with a thought without affliction, with an affliction, and their going forth from us utter destruction, but they are in peace. Listen to those first few words. This is the Holy Spirit through the Book of Wisdom reminding us that when you know God, and if you die in the favor of God, in that right relationship with God, He does not forget you. Even if you are not at that moment ready 
to taste heaven, that God does not forget those who are in relationship with him. God can forgive. But we are the ones who have to be made ready. And the psalm response reminded again that the Lord is my shepherd, that even though I walk through the valley of darkness, I fear no evil for you are with me, that God is always with us. He directs our path. He gives us what we need, and we have no fear. In the second reading, whether you read from Romans 5 or Romans 6, in these passages, we're reminded again that hope does not disappoint, that we can always survive and thrive in hope. If faith is believing in God, then hope is believing in God's promises for you. What is God's promise for you? I will not forget you. For a dead person has been absolved in sin, we hear in Romans 6. If then we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Think about that for a second. If we have died with Christ, we shall live with him. Listen to what he says in Romans 5. God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we are now justified by his blood, will we be saved from the wrath? This, again, is St. Paul echoing God's promise, the one that we should have total hope in, confidence in, peace in, that if we are seeking the Lord, we're trying to walk with the Lord, we're seeking reconciliation and God's mercy when we need it, that God will not abandon us. God will not forget us because God desires us with him. Why? Because that is why Christ came. We hear it in the gospel. I will not reject anyone who comes to me because I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the one, the will of the one who sent me. And this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have eternal life. My brothers and my sisters, you will see the Son again this Sunday, not only in the priesthood, not only in those gathered around you, not only in the Word of God, but you will see him in the Eucharist. My brothers and my sisters, if you see him, you proclaim that that is him, you proclaim that you believe in him and you live in that light, you and I too will one day taste heaven, whether we taste it immediately as saints or whether we, like those who have gone before us, need the intercession and the prayers of those in the pews, like this Sunday. We will taste heaven. So when you go to Mass this week, pray for those who have gone before you, who have not yet entered into heaven. Pray hard for those souls in purgatory, trusting that one day you and I too might need such prayers. God bless you. This podcast is brought to you by your friends at lifeteen.com. 